Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Story Studio Podcast. And I will just say that we, uh, for those of you who are joining us now, um, first of all, congratulations on joining us now rather than earlier. Um, but we did uh, we did a worst show ever, which is why you didn't want to be here early. And it like Believe we started, me, that was your best move. We started right on time. It, I think it's ironic that doing our stupid show first is probably going to keep us like, because we were always starting five minutes late. Like we're, we're going to start on time now. Kind of neat. Because of that stupid piece of shit. I'm glad your pageantry of agitation and rage has kept us on track. So if you want to be my autobiography title, if you have some things you want Dave to rage about, you you guys just let us know. Um, But today on the Story Studio podcast, we're going to talk about um, we call this maintaining what matters through continuous evolution, which is basically, you know, um, as you. I mean, from our perspective, as we've matured as a studio, as we've gone through more and more stuff, and this would be true for individuals as well, just on a different sort of scale and scope. Um, there are things that, I mean, the indie landscape is constantly changing. We make the joke about indie publishing years. And so you have to make pivots, but there's a fine line between pivoting sort of on a knee jerk reaction. And that can like on the one side that could be like trend chasing and pivoting in ways that are intelligent because you're actually looking at the information and not, dogmatically sticking to something just because you began it once upon a time. And so that's something we want to talk about and just stick with us for a bit because we actually, we have an announcement to make today too, that um, is part of this discussion. And I think will serve as kind of a, a centerpiece that I don't know. What do you think about that? About that, Sean, should we, should we lead with that? Should we, cause it, it's the example that we had for this. No, I actually like, um, I mean, just we're talking good storytelling anyway, like nice little mystery box. Hey, we'll open that later. Um, but I actually, I do think that we should wait because it's not really the focus. The focus is the message. And that is our very best example. And we've actually had a lot of examples of it in the last, well, 18 months. It's been consistent. And this is our, I'd say, latest and greatest example of that. It's, I don't know, it, it exemplifies a lot of stuff. But I would, I would make it a part of the conversation instead of the whole conversation. Okay, so what would you add to my intro there about um, evolution, you know, maintaining what matters, keeping that, that core thing that you tried to get into something doing, like, how do we run into that? Well, I think that for us, this has been um, a very steady drumbeat. Um, in fact, yesterday, uh, Johnny and I were supposed to write our, our bios because we're redoing our entire site and we have, um, I mean, we're actually, <laughs> so I don't know if we talked at all about um, uh, Danny, who um, uh, we've worked with for years and years and years, and he's going in and doing just a lot of site work on our on our our big engine, and he gave us like a big giant audit and basically said that if he wanted to, he could use us as a case study on what not to do. And uh, it's because we haven't cared about our... I like how you made that sound a lot less blunt than it was. (laughs) It was, it was, it was blunt. Yeah, we we have a lot of work to do there, but it's Blunt and true. I mean, just to be clear. No, it was, it was great. Like, I mean, I think that uh, Johnny and I are very much, um, I mean, we've always been like this, but I don't think we've ever been more like this. Like we need to know when our baby is ugly, right? You can't just tell us everything is awesome if it's not. And knowing how broken our website is and, you know, all the stuff that we have almost like uh, proudly not paid attention to in the most ludicrous way, you know, like, oh, we came from, you know, a, a very um, SEO driven uh 
I don't know, we just came from a different space and we wanted to get into storytelling and we really turn a blind eye to some things that don't matter and a lot of things that do. And so Danny's come in and given us directives. And one of them a couple of days ago was, hey, can you guys each write your own bio? Because um, what you have here is ludicrous <laughs> and I needed to be 500 words and there were some requirements. And uh, both of us hate writing product descriptions. Uh, it's pretty much like the thing that we like doing least. It's definitely one of those. Um, we can write a book. It's easier for both Johnny and myself, I think, to write a 100,000 word book than it is to sit down and write the product description for that book once it's done. Yeah. And so um, it's just not anything we enjoy. And I really don't like, as much as I like talking, I really don't like writing about myself. Like, it's just, I don't. And essentially what this is, is a product description about yourself. That's that's what a bio is. And so um, I got the idea, hey, Johnny, why don't you write mine and I'll write yours? And then we just swap. And that seems like it would be easier for both of us. Who's writing mine? <laughs> um, uh, this well, guy named Satan, do you know him? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think probably, I don't actually know the answer to this, but Danny's reasoning is probably... He doesn't do anything. He doesn't oh, so need I a don't bio. Need I don't oh, think you wow. need one. Fuck Danny. No, Dave definitely does need a bio because he's one of the big faces of the company. Um, I think I think we should be in charge of writing yours also. Um, but I will I will I, I will happily take that assignment. I don't think that it sounds in fact. I think we should have an internal contest and see who gets to write Dave's. It should be like a raffle or like some kind of a merit-based. Um, you know, prize. Anyway. Can you get a uh, merit badge in that? I, I think we could. It's got a fist on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't need to do that. Callback. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway. That, that's a reward for the people that watch both shows. <laughs> <laughs> even our, even our, uh, even our bios really did have this theme um, that we're cutting back and, you know, it, my theme on my bio is basically for a long time, I wasn't very good at letting Johnny do his job because I was always pivoting. I was always, hey, wouldn't this idea be great um, instead of focusing on what And we hence really a lot doing. of Johnny's job became saying no, which isn't a fun job. Right. And so now we're, we're in a really good place where we are saying yes to a lot of things, but they're all the right things and they're all internal things and the external distractions have really gone away. And, um, and, and each time we have a new question to answer it just becomes a lot more obvious what the right thing to do is because we have a, a steady procession of appropriate decisions instead of impulsivity or all the other things that, that drove us for several years i mean in the early days it was fun like there was there we could hop from one idea to the next and there were very little consequences for that um, and as long as we were always able to kind of feed ourselves and stay ahead of the curve we were fine but the entire landscape, not just of indie publishing, has changed, but for our business. And at this point, it's just ludicrously irresponsible to chase our whims um, because we've got authors. We have a lot of people that we're taking care of in an actual business that is, is, is working. And so we just have to ask ourselves, is this what we want? Is this what we're doing because it became the habit or what we've always done? Or is this what we're doing because it serves us? Right now, it serves all the people who are, are believing in us, and it serves us for the next X number of years. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I made some some jokes when writing Sean's bio about because it's it's an interesting dichotomy that all of the like Sterling and Stone exists 
because of Sean and his ideas. And most of the really great things that have happened are because of Sean and his ideas. And the fact that we're able to maintain it are because of Sean and his, his ideas. However, mixed in with that was a lot of shit that we needed to throw over the fence. And at the beginning, it was really hard to kind of figure that out because every opportunity can be exciting to the Sean's of the world. Whereas I approach things with a little more trepidation, but then left to my own devices, we wouldn't do a lot of the shit. So it's, it is a fine balance. Um, finding the, the, the opportunities that are worth pursuing and the opportunities that aren't worth pursuing. And I think that we've had to tune into that litmus a little bit more lately because I mean, this will be sort of a side story and maybe this goes in, this probably will go into the, the announcement we wanted to make is, um, without giving details because I, we're not actually allowed to really talk about this yet. And I'll try to make this as, as minimal a ball buster as I can, but we had, let's just say a really, really great opportunity but one that would have required six weeks of our time. We would have had to travel. We would have had to relocate for a short period of time, but it was an amazing opportunity, but it would have consumed us for six weeks. We decided not to do that. And, oh, and we would have gotten paid for it. So on top of everything, we would have gotten paid a pretty decent chunk of money for it. But we decided not to do that because despite it being a great opportunity, our attention and focus was needed on the studio, which is something that in the past we haven't always listen to like we have chased shiny pennies a little bit more in the past but we've trimmed down and trimmed down and you guys who listen to this regularly know that we we closed a smarter artist last year which means we closed down a world mastermind we closed down the summit uh boot camp any courses we were doing any retreats that we were doing and so we were just really focused on the few things that were left mainly story and we needed to put our attention on that and not on something else because the machine is still getting up and going. So we turned down this amazing opportunity because we knew that our attention was needed elsewhere. So that was what was matters versus opportunity. Like opportunity is constant. And, um, there was really, there were really only two things that remained the studio. So writing all of our books and producing scripts and whatever else we're doing for story and story shop. And, um, how do you want it? Do, do you want to tell this next part, Sean? But we, we basically, we've, we've continued to make decisions to trim things like to, to say that we have, well, yeah, opportunities. It, just, it, it became a, it became a thing where we really need to know our North star. We really need to have our compass. And we had to ask ourselves very hard questions. Like, are we doing the thing that we're supposed to be doing? And we, it, it's not just, I mean, the way the company used to run, it would be, uh, I'd have a crazy idea. I'd talk Johnny into it. We wouldn't tell Dave. Um, he'd find out later, <laughs> usually during a live show with whatever. Wait, we were I'm going to wrestle a bear naked. <laughs> so like, like you that. aren't going to do that anyway. Um, well, this, not for pay. <laughs> this time we we're just, you know, we're much more intentional. I mean, down to the point where there's stuff like, uh, there was kind of a slow creep that it's happening. Like the fact that we have slow meeting. Creep minutes now right like um and, and neve started making minutes no agendas for our meetings beforehand and then minutes for afterwards which is like awesome to actually go back and reference it well, it's a but- perfect example of something that we we never would have done and that absolutely needs to be done and if it relied on us in any way it wouldn't happen so it's yes. it's 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 beautiful that she has done those things for us 
But there's two sides to that. You can't have these amazing quality people come into your life and your business and structure things around and then not treat that with respect. And so anytime that is a, um, a subtraction from us, like we have to address that. And our time really is finite. And one of the things, it, it wasn't just that um, Story Shop was, was requiring some of our attention. It, it really wasn't that. It's that working with Story Shop, there was a, a whole part of our business that was just waiting for it to finish. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry, because I feel like there's a missing piece of information here without which... Uh, yeah, I'm just not there yet. Okay, I'm just okay, not there yet. okay. So, so we're, we're, we're trying this whole time to get to Story Shop and, um, and, and have one infrastructure where all of our stories are there. So we've got all different storytellers, but they're all on different platforms. Um, our editors aren't able to go in there. Um, from a planning and canon control basis, you know, that's why this thing was invented in the first place. But we found ourselves in a spot where every time we were looking for story shop updates, you know, how is this going to play? When are we going to be able to migrate everybody over? And it became something that wasn't happening. And so we eventually came to a point where we realized we're not, we're not getting to where we want in a couple of different ways. So first of all, we're dividing our attention and putting it into um, bringing Story Shop along. But it wasn't at a place where we could effectively do our jobs. Like the part, when we found partners, the idea was, okay, you guys make this software as amazing as you possibly can. We'll onboard our people, we'll use it. And because we're using it so effectively, we'll be the most natural evangelists in the world. And that really is, on paper, that sounds great. But the problem is that the software never got to that, 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 that place, and we're standing in the way. Because now StoryShop has divided attention. Are they trying to please us to try to get it to a place where it works for our studio? Or are they trying to um, create software that works for its user base first? And our timeline is affecting their timeline, and how much attention we can give it affects that. And so we just had to look at, um, you know, uh, look at ourselves very honestly and say, does this serve us? And, you know, who are we trying to serve ultimately? And we're definitely a, a company that wants to um, always do what we say and, and pay our debts and, and, you know, answer, respond to the things that we promise. And so we really had to look at this and say, what is the, what is the ultimate score on StoryShot? Because we have um, there's a there's a lot of touch points there. There's the promise that we made to our studio and this tool that we were going to have. There's promises that we made to teams and to investors and to um, all of our early backers and to the community at large and to ourselves. So we need to weigh all of that stuff. And ultimately, we realized that Story Shop would be better off and we would be better off if we just stopped like we just were willing to let it go. And that's the hardest part. I think it's really hard for uh, creatives, especially, well, anybody, you know, you invest your belief, um, your time, your money. And for us, Story Shop was all of those things. I mean, we poured a lot of money into it collectively. Um, we poured years, we poured um, a lot of belief, faith, time, all of it. And to walk away from that after uh, five years is, is difficult. Um, but I think with what we've learned over the last few years, it would have been way more difficult to ignore the right thing when we knew it was the right thing and it was staring at us. What's your, 
reaction to this, Dave? I feel like you um, you did know this one, right? At least, like this isn't a surprise that that we're we're divorcing ourselves from Story Shop. That it oh, is I'm an surprised. unfortunate divorce. <laughs> You're surprised I, you didn't know? Well, I figured it was coming. <laughs> How did we not let Dave know? <laughs> like it's it's signed, sealed, and delivered. Like it, this isn't even like we just made the decision. I, mean, I actually know why because. There was no, there was no. It's because to, Dave hated that color so much, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, like because Dave wasn't going to um, have any impact on the decision. No, and um, and there's just a lot of like catching him up that has to happen. But, I mean, I mean, actually, this is this is a good, this is a, a great illustration here. So the fact that Dave doesn't even know what's going on with Story Shop, plus or minus one way or the other, or the fact that we wouldn't even include him in the decision it's just like well it's because the stuff that we're including dave in is the story stuff it's the stuff that matters to the company it's what matters to him it's what matters to the future and what's kind of funny is that the version of the company that we have right now is actually the version dave wanted many years ago (laughs) we just had to take a very long circuitous route to get back to this place where let's um, waste a whole bunch of money on stuff that yeah. Yes, but but so so we have a, a a very amicable relationship. There's nothing. There's no animus between us. We'll and still shop. be speaking at the Story Shop Summit next year. Yeah. Nobody they, asked me to go to that, by the way. Um, yeah, I think they actively don't want you there. <laughs> I think I think that's what they said. Uh, yes, but so so um, with with Story Shop, we're still um, we're not partners anymore. But I mean, I still don't think there's anybody in the world who wants Story Shop to perform more than we do. Um, and you know, when it gets to its level that we all hope that it will get to, we will sign up and, you know, be its biggest power users, but we couldn't wait for it anymore because it was causing too much inertia within our company. Uh, we, we, we were stalled on decisions that we had to make to get, you know, 20 of us, you know, going forward and our time and our momentum are the most valuable assets we have right now. And so really like whatever, I I think all of us listening have had some project at some point and you know, you put something into it and it's really, really easy to get trapped into sunk cost fallacy and pulling yourself up out of that and say, okay, what is my actual goal here? What am I trying to accomplish? And if we, were allegiant to the same goals we had five years before we had figured ourselves out as a company or before we had such an amazing team, then, um, you know, we, we just, we would have aired. And so this is the right thing. And the, the, you know, the, the timing isn't super awesome because I mean, software is hard. Software is really hard and we're not software people, which is, you know, another thing. It's one of those stay in your lane. Yeah. That's why it always bothered me. Cause I think that, you all underestimated how much effort it actually takes. And I don't design software, but I follow enough game developers to know just how many fucking things can go wrong all the time. And they did. And and they did, you know, consistently throughout the thing. And um, I mean, we had, we had some really great people involved in this. There are still great people involved in this. Um, but I don't think that I don't think it was at a place where we were helping it along anymore. If anything, Sterling and Stone's association with Story Shop might have been hindering it because 
we're not we're not contributing a ton of time. We're not contributing any money, um, and like our needs need to be met. When really to get that software off the ground, it needs to come user first. It needs to come community first. And so you know we'll find um, you know we'll find a temporary solution, and hopefully Story Shop is our permanent solution. Um, we're still looking and figuring that out now. But the point is uh, that by removing that element, it's we're not even paying attention to it anymore, we're able to focus on, um, you know, really planning for next year, which has been our primary drive in the company for the last month. And without having to juggle this other thing, that's just kind of always been in the background. And, you know, um, we have specific calendar time to like test things and put it through the ringer. And um, we don't really have projects that work with that. So a lot of times it would just be lost hours that that couldn't be assigned to any other project or drive us along. And another thing that we're really trying hard to do in the studio very consistently, and that anyone listening to this should try to do this, is use the whole animal. Like if you're using something, if there's some project that you're engaged in, then try to use, use it twice. So for example, um, I'm writing a short story with uh, Dave right now for um, one of our series. And while writing that, while in the middle of that construction, I was writing another article on how to write a short story. And I was using the elements of the short story I was writing to help construct that piece because it made both pieces go faster. And so when it comes to the company now, we really are trying to use the whole animal and make sure that, hey, if we have conversation A over here or initiative A over here, it's really serving this larger picture. And um, and Story Shop was the one thing in our company where that was always the exception. We could never make it just part of what we were doing. It was always this outlier. And um, Right, and, and the contrast is the, the opportunity that I mentioned is once we started to, once we started to put those, because it was real easy with slippage with Story Shop because um, there was a lot of sunk cost there and our obligation to Story Shop wasn't so demanding that it, like would unhinge us by itself, right? It wasn't like it was. It wasn't immediately obvious, but when we started to put the two side by side, when we had this amazing opportunity, and I wish I could tell you guys what it is. Let's just say it's amazing, and we will tell you eventually, hopefully. Um, when we put that side by side with with Story Shop, and we said all the things that we're saying, like reluctantly, like oh, we can't do that really cool thing because of this and this and this, and then we looked over at Story Shop and said wait a minute, then why are we doing this? You know, like the side-by-side comparison just made it really apparent that all the focus that we would lose doing the really cool thing, we were also losing with Story Shop. All the, you know, the the time and the alignment issues and the, the divided focus of the team. So, I mean, it is kind of a bittersweet thing because while we will maintain, you know, amicable relationships and we're still going to speak at the summit, we're no longer associated with it at all. Like it's no longer a Sterling and Stone joint at all. It is its own thing. Um, I mean, we just, we had to make that decision. It was the only sensible thing to do. And I think that's what a lot of maturing as a business, even if you're a solopreneur is about is making those hard decisions. If you know that they're right, even if they suck. Yeah. I don't know if, um, if this is, if this is quite right. Um, but I think it was John Morrow who wrote something on copy blogger, like a million years ago, um, I say eight years ago. 10, 10 years ago, maybe. I don't know. Um, but it was about, uh, it was exactly this. And it was about shooting your horse in the head when you need to. It had a very good yeah, That sounds metaphor. like something John would say. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's why I'm thinking it was John. The, the metaphor was 
was loud. Um, but but that's exactly what it was about. Are you sure he didn't say shoot your Eeyore in the head? Um, <laughs> he actually did say that. <laughs> um, uh, but the, the idea is that, I mean, it's, it's similar. Like we're, for authors, we have books. Um, in fact, actually, Johnny, I don't know if you want to talk about this. I know you don't want to talk about it in, in any depth, at least not right now. But you had your own personal story shop lately. Um, do you want to brush on that at all? Uh, if you can help me figure out what the hell you're talking about, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the thing you threw away, like you, you had to. Oh, like I you think I, put, I think I talked about this. I'm trying to figure out the the comparison to to story shop though, and, and help me with that, and then yeah, sure. Well, it's just the amount of. Um, I, I'm talking about sunk, sunk costs. costs. So in, in John's in John's um, post, it was about how you could have. I mean, back in the day, this is when people believed they could start a blog and it'd be profitable in a year. So <laughs> right? was it far enough back in time that that people used to watch Faces of Death with their grandchildren? Because <laughs> I heard yes. that that happened in the olden days, too. <laughs> I did hear that happen in the olden days. It wasn't quite that old. Um, but it was, you know, like Dave and I at the time probably had 10 blogs. Like, you know, it was a very regular thing that we did because registering a domain was easy. And I had Dave who would, you know, put a WordPress design up pretty fast. Hey, I want to write this thing, but it doesn't really fit in a blog I already have. Start a new one. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So, right. But Hey, I want to make fun of Johnny. I should start a blog. <laughs> but we, <laughs> true story. But we, um, you know, we ended up closing a lot of them. And I, I found that article that John wrote really helpful because he was saying like, it doesn't matter what you put into it. You could write every day for, um, you know, for your blog. And then two years later, there's still no traffic just because you wrote every day for two years doesn't make the blog worth keeping, but it's very easy to think that way. And Johnny just had a book where, you know, it's the first time we got to this far and we pulled what we call a Dave by just throwing the whole thing away and starting over. And Dave has worked that way many times. Johnny and I have throughout my child when he disobeyed me, (laughs) started over. We don't, we don't, we don't throw away like we can get two thirds in and then we figure out clever ways to make the story work and agree with what we had before. But we got too far and couldn't do that and had to throw it away and start over. And it was painful. But the worst thing we possibly could have done for that project was to just keep going because we'd already had. And we did work. try. I mean, again, I think I told the punchline of this story before, which is that I threw away something like ninety thousand words or something. It was a it was a full length book that I that I threw away. But the reason is because we tried to save it a bunch of times, and I mean, to what Sean said, that's very very true. That we 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 have kind of a history and almost like a proud we will do it this way sort of a way of approaching these things, where. Um, we would try to course correct and well, it'll, it'll work out. We'll just have some extra stuff to trim or we'll make it, we'll make those early things make sense. But the narrative was missing some really important stuff, which I'd like to fully dissect once this project is a real thing in the world. And I, I think it would be really instructive to dissect this. Um, it, it became apparent that there was going to be more pain trying to keep course correcting after 80 or 90,000 words to keep course correcting, keep trying to make it work or to go back to word one and revise it with new ideas in mind and just seed stuff. And it was, it was a painful gut check to go, I'm just going to throw it away. But it happened easily because we had tried everything else. 
and those those didn't work and they were more painful and i was just i mean i'm still i i'm a little ptsd over this like i'm still this story is still giving me some trouble even though it's going much better now psychologically just because i know like this has taken months this story like it should have been done forever ago and that was just getting so painful. We thought this would be one yeah. of our, our most efficient projects ever, just based on a few elements and the way it was constructed and the, the, the partnerships that lined up for it. And it was really cool. Um, but we started this in February. And um, oh, that makes it, me so sad. I mean, that's when we say we started it, we started development on it. I didn't start writing it in February. But when did I start writing it? It was maybe um, it was right when we got back. It was when we got back from Cincinnati. So May. Sometime in May. Yeah, that that's wow. That makes me very sad um, because normally I can crank out a, a book in a lot less time than that. I think absurd. I think it makes Dave pretty happy though. So let's give him. A well, win. I mean that's that's fine. Like in all honesty, like I kind of like the idea that this is. I mean, even though I'm the subject of this this, you know, even the power writers fail sort of a thing. Like even though that sucks, it is nice because you know we do get people who are like. Oh well, you know, you guys just soldier on. You don't have any troubles. Well, no, I've. This is a particularly sticky problem, right? And that, I think that's the takeaway that we want anybody listening to have because nobody here has your own story shop. Um, and if you do, <laughs> awesome, <laughs> I guess. Um, but what? But you all have your own projects, and you have projects that maybe have gotten too big or spiraled out of control or had some kind of scope creep that. You know, you're you're really questioning whether to uh, to double down or let it go. But just be honest with yourself. What story are you trying to tell? What outcome are you trying to get? You know, what problem are you trying to solve for? And it's possible you're just doing the same thing because that's just what you've done so far. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, when I'm in a story and I realize I screwed it up and I don't want to start over because I, you know, don't want to miss deadline. But then... You know, like with the most recent story, I was like, this is really missing some key things. And if I just continue to make it work, it won't really work. Yeah. And, and But that's the that's the story that we start believing. And then it undermines our actual <clears throat> objectives. We need to be more, I don't know, just more aware, more conscientious. And well, pull back and look at it as it really is versus, you know, your your opinions on it based on your efforts. Well, then there's, there's emotions too. You know, you have, you've got responsibility and guilt and just a lot of stuff that's, that's tied into, um, the picture, but it, it, I don't know. I think it blunts your practicality. Blunt, right? (laughs) All right. Of course you went there. So just to wrap up the the, four minutes early (laughs) to wrap up the story shop piece here. Um, I do, I mean, we'd be a little remiss if we didn't tie up some of the loose ends because we just. I mean, guys, for you OGs, we've been talking about Story Shop for years. There was the Kickstarter. There was a lead up to the Kickstarter. There was, you know, then we fucked some stuff up and had to communicate a bunch of that. And then we were hand, we were rebuilding it. And then we gave it to another team. And, and then we merged with the Story Shop guys. They were formerly Fiction Vortex, or they may still be. I'm not sure. So there is some, it may feel like there's some fallout here. And the bottom line is that Anything story shop related, nothing actually changes. So if you're a story shop subscriber, nothing changes. Like you just keep on keep on using it. Um, you know, Story Shop University is still a great resource. Like go get it. Um, but we're just and, not affiliated. And we'll, I'm sure continue to get better 
over time. Right. So, and, and if, you know, if you're, if you're attending the story shop summit in, I, I believe it's February, um, we're still speaking at that. So, and you know, we'll still be there hanging out and stuff. So nothing actually changes for you guys. It changes for us and it changes in terms of, um, uh, we, you know, we're disentangled. So like when you don't think story shop and Sterling and stone anymore, like now story shop is its own company. Those, they will continue to handle it. They got it. Yeah. But if you're a user of story shop, then the odds of it, it, it getting better and improving and being the software that you've been waiting for are actually going up, not down because there's, there's more focus. There's, you know, they're able to do things with us leaving that they wouldn't have been able to with us staying. And so that bodes well for the future also. And as far as um, just takeaways in general for, for you guys on this whole topic of sunk uh, costs and, and maintaining what matters and evolving and all that is I think that one of the things we'd like to make sure that everybody gets out of this is you, you need to have uh, – let me take a slight diversion. So in that story that was so mired in difficulty and that I threw away a bunch of things, one of the things I was missing was a, a, a theme, a core thing that like what is this story about? And so there was nothing for me to return to, no compass. What is the story about? Well, I don't, I don't really know. Like, is it about freedom? Is it about family relationships or secrets? Or, you know, when we were releasing um, a book kind of soon that, that I had a similar question, what is this book about? And we thought about it and Sean said, I think it's about the secrets that we keep define us. Um, and that was like, okay. So when I revised it, when I finished the book, I, I knew that and I could, I could turn to it. And there, that wasn't true with this book. So much like this decision about Story Shop, because I pitched that book because I had sunk cost, but I knew it was the right decision. We separated from Story Shop, even though we had sunk cost because we knew it was the right decision. But that's because we figured out our, our theme, our central, what is this about? Like our North Star is how Sean referred to it earlier. And so for us, um, we tried to, we've said that we changed the world with story for, um, I don't know, a couple years now as sort of the North star at Sterling and stone. But then we would always be like, we, we changed the world with story and have a software for sale <laughs> or we changed the world with story. And we also educate smarter artists. And we always had a really good, um, justification like, okay, change the world with story, story shop. Like, okay, well, you know, they can change the world with story too, but but not really, not in the way that we meant. So There was always an asterisk. Right, exactly. So pick pick a North Star, you know, know what, what it is that you're about as, as an author, as a business person, and stick to it with some serious honesty, I would say. Yeah, even if it's uncomfortable. And, and that's, I mean, that's a big part of it too. I mean, nothing about, Nothing about having to uh, to walk away is comfortable because you want to see your dreams to the end. Like that's just, I think, human nature. And walking away is just, it feels like defeat. But um, this didn't feel like defeat for us at all. Um, I mean, we talked about it internally and it was, it was the right decision. And we all knew it was the right decision. And it was the right decision for... Um, for our studio and for our community and for um, the software itself. So any final thoughts on this from either of you? Um, I mean, for me, it's the, it's the, I would beat the same drum. I just think that it's always worth asking yourself, you know, Hey, what, what, what got us here isn't going to get us there. So have, have and I that changed? requires but, unplugging and plugging back in. That's the thing. Like you don't, you don't realize that that whole, what got you here won't get you there. 
you don't realize that until you step back. That's why like a vacation is illustrative or a new person coming into your life. Like that's why that's a light bulb moment because you're in it. If you step back, that's usually where you go, oh, okay, I don't just keep doing what I'm doing. This is a new situation. Forget about everything that happened. This is a new situation. What do I do now? Yeah, I actually confronted a lot of this um, just this week. Um, it has nothing to do with Story Shop, actually, but it was the same exact uh, situation where uh, I-, I was writing a book that I don't actually know without looking at the schedule, but I think it's coming out in about a month from now. Um, it's a stone table release, and it's called A Tale of Two Authors. And it explores this kind of um, in depth, the idea of opportunity cost. And um, we actually just stole the concept straight up from um, Andre Chaperone, who has this thing called Frank and Matt. And it's basically two, uh, two different marketers and the different way that they um, handle their online business. And it's, you know, one's doing it the wrong way and one's doing it a much, much better way. And we thought it was a really great exploration to, to take two authors who, who do that. Um, you know, you've got one who's always chasing the genre, always chasing the shiny penny, and the other one who is very much more methodically, uh, slowly turning the flywheel um, over a several-year period. And we follow these authors for a few years, and we see how uh, how divergent their paths are, even though they started in the same place. And Spoiler, they both die at the end. Everyone <laughs> dies. <laughs> uh, yeah, the hardworking person ends up in a trunk because no no hard work is rewarded. Right, Dave? Right. Um, uh, and you know, the, the theme that I, I kept coming away, you know, from the story with is, is exactly that you, you just can't get into some cost. You have to constantly be asking yourself, why did I get into this? What are the promises I made to myself? What are the promises I made to the people around me? And how has that all evolved? And, and what do I owe myself and my community right now? And asking ourselves what we owe ourselves and what we owe our community, I think really did serve us well this time and, and helped guide our compass and, you know, we're, we're really poised for a strong 2021 where we can both learn and share what we learn. And, and we just don't want anything impeding that. Well, I think it works out ideally because you've got people taking it over that are capable of delivering, you know, the app that, you know, the people want. So us getting out of the way is truly us getting out of the way and letting them do it the correct way. I don't know. All right. That's just my limited knowledge of it. No, that's very, that's very accurate. That's exactly what we were looking for um, with this. So uh, I'll just do some, just some housekeeping to clean things up just to remind you guys or to, to tell you, I guess, if you didn't hear me say this, um, we're, we're now recording for, if you're a live viewer, if you're, if you aren't a live viewer, then don't worry. You don't need to listen to this. Tune out for 30 seconds. If you're enjoy a it. dead viewer. If you're a dead viewer. <laughs> if you watch us live, um, and we would encourage you to do show, so it will be more fun the more people who come, is uh, we are recording at 345 Central Time for SSP most weeks. Um, it used to be three. So if you used to show up at three, don't do that anymore. You're going to run into some sort of a dump truck of a show that we call Worst Show Ever. So 345. Big mistake. Come early. If you Come want often. to get reminders of those or know when the times change, um, you can sign up to our list for live show reminders, which is sterlingandstone.net slash live show. And if you, we are releasing a lot of nonfiction books now um, that are really popular. Like we've gotten some really great feedback on these, which, which I like. Um, and you can Wait, get- Wait, you like good feedback, Johnny? Well, I like that we're hitting the mark and I do <laughs> like good feedback. 
Uh, that is, if you want to get on that list and find out more, then that is sterlingandstone.net slash stone table. Um, and I think, do we have, is it still, is the schedule accurate right now? Like next week is Endless Ideas, I think? Um, two weeks from no, now? two weeks from now, yes. But that is the next release. Endless Mark ideas. asks... Mark asks the important question, when does Horse Show ever start? 3 p.m. if you actually... 3 p.m. Central, yes. But most people go by Eastern time. That's the correct time. Wait, what? 4 p.m. Well, I will say that it's actually so... Nobody knows Central. Well, No, I agree. Central is kind of stupid because nobody pays attention to it. The first year we were down here and it was uh, New Year's Eve. And I was like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Like New Year's Eve in the central time zone, like you just, you get New York. It's not real. It's not real. Yeah, you get New York where it's already happened. New York's like, hey, fuck you, we're already in 2019. <laughs> or you can watch best. LA where they're still partying because it hasn't happened yet. So I think you could do like Chicago, but nobody broadcasts that. It's a whole thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just checked the schedule. So Endless Ideas is the week after next. And then A Tale of Two Authors is for sure after that. And then, you know, in December, we have the Fiction Formula, which is going to be our really big release, the true follow-up to Write, Publish, Repeat. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, that's sterlingandstone.net slash stone table, because stone table is now the line of those books. So thanks, everybody, for listening to the um, episode. A bittersweet goodbye to um, Story Shop from Sterling and Stone's perspective, but it's in better hands. And um, we'll... Thanks uh, for all the fish. Thanks for all the fish. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Adios.